he was one of the best in front of the net, and he's been anything but this year. He's definitely underperformed, and they haven't. He's on the hook for another year. So, um, yeah, I think at this rate, I would go JVR, and that has nothing to do with the long term contract of Coots. Okay. Now, my final question, which is the, uh, which is the question that would get me voted off the Flyers Island if we were living on the Big Brother world, but. Um, I'm a firm believer that before this season ends, before the smoke clears for the 2021-22 season, Claude Giroux will not be a flyer. He will be moved. Do you agree or disagree with me? Um, it depends on where the flyers are at. So I think that he can be moved at the deadline. If the flyers continue to free fall here, they're going to ask him and give him a list of teams. And uh, he might have three or four teams you know, mentioned in, you know, they 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 wouldn't trade him right now. No, no. Um, because that means they would be throwing their towels in on the season. Yeah. Uh, the trade deadline, for sure, I could definitely see him being moved at the trade deadline. And I hate to say it, but it's, it's a combination. It's because they want him to win. And they know that the Flyers wouldn't be able to do that for him. And uh, they want assets in return for him. And to clear as the money opposed, off, to clear his money. As opposed for, to losing him for nothing. Yeah. And, uh, or to risk losing him for nothing. I think that they know if Claude Giroux is going to resign or not. I think they clearly know that right now. And if you were a betting man, what would you say to that? If you, about I him resigning? I would say right now, it, it's very hard because I don't, the players are tuning AV out. If they are tuning him out, that means Claude Giroux is possibly tuning AV out too. Yeah. So if 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 so most definitely he's married, tuning him out. If Chuck Fletcher is married to Elaine Vigneault, maybe he doesn't particularly care to be playing for Elaine Vigneault. And if what I mean is is like if a coaching change doesn't you know change here, will Claude Giroux you know resign here? And I'm not I'm not saying that there is a problem, but I'm saying that. I mean, I'm just looking at this right now. It's, it's a very tough question because I definitely see him being moved for sure. You're right. And I can see him being moved. And obviously, it's going to be a hot topic at the trade deadline if the season continues in a free fall. I mean, everything is going to be talked about. Uh, then, then Carter Hart might seep into that if the season begins to free fall. Um, I, I, I'm at the belief that there everybody's on the table right now. I'm taking offers from everybody for everybody. I want to clear cap space. I, I, I want to maybe acquire some more draft picks. I, I don't necessarily use them, but maybe to use them for trades this summer. Um, I think we're pretty stocked right now in the system. I really do think we're a pretty deep team. It's just that we're deep, but we just don't know how to use the deepness right now. It, they're all out of position. They're all out of roles. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's the JVRs, which, I, again, probably one of the worst contracts the Flyers have ever given out. Um, he's coming up on his final year. Hopefully, hopefully they can move him at the deadline this year. I don't know if they can, but hopefully they can. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, hopefully, he's start producing here. I know. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, we're talking about we're talking about a goal scorer who only has two goals to his resume right now through the first, you know, twenty one games here. But you're telling me a team like the New York Islanders would not be interested in a JVR right now to kind of no. get him through this? No. Nope. You don't think so? Absolutely not. 
because he's not producing. And he's too much money. I agree. I'm on hurt. I mean, I mean, for, when you're looking at now, if the Flyers were to take half his salary, now Which, you're looking at a JVR for three point five million. Yeah, and and, and and that was my kind of my 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 postscript to that because you know we all know the Shane Gossifer trade was really skewed towards just unloading his money. Uh, you know, the Flyers or just unloading him, getting him out of here. The Flyers kind of took a bite on that. I imagine it'd be the same type of thing with JVR uh, this year if they want to try to move him. And then the people that over the summer that got pissed off that Ron Francis didn't pick him up for the Kraken. Who, why would they do that? That makes absolutely no sense that, that the Kraken would have picked up JVR. So I never I never got in on that. I knew he was going to get picked. No one was going to take him. Um, but I honestly believe if things do come do come apart um, and we don't make a change, we don't make a coaching change. We, we I don't I don't see how they cannot do something. But if Claude Giroux is at the trade deadline, I, I just don't see why they wouldn't move him. Um, something has to get done. Yeah, <clears throat> something has to get done. Whether it's a trade, whether it's dismissing an assistant coach like like Michael Terrian. Whether it's you know dismissing you know Chuck Fletcher or Lane or his whole staff, uh, something has to get done, and something will get done. The Flyers will not sit. I'm telling you right now, the top rest for the Flyers will not sit here and let this continue. Now, when you mention the top rest, is the trigger man Paul Holmgren for this? Would he be the one that would go down and tell Av or Chuck? You know, and... Paul Holmgren is sort of retired at the moment. Um, you know, he's taking a backseat to a lot of things. It would definitely be uh, Paul Hummer's involved yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no doubt in that. Uh, he, he dismissed, he's the one who dismissed Ron Hexel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely Paul Hummer's definitely given some advice. He's definitely taking a backseat to this organization, you know, here, but he still has his role. Yeah. Um, you know, so Paul Hummer definitely would be involved somehow how how big not sure if he'd be the end all but dave scott i would i i i assure you that dave scott is not happy right now well join the club dave um because there's a whole line of us that uh, you're gonna have to get behind you know and rightfully so yeah uh they they haven't given (laughs) they haven't given them anything that shows them they are not this team from last year you know the first 10 games, yes. Now, 11 games later, no. And that's they, that's the and, problem. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. It's a shame that, you know, since, uh, you know, man, the, the month of November, they scored at a rate of 1.60 goals per game. Yeah, and you know, I've been following hockey for like all my life, and I never remember a team at any point in the season being eight for 64 on their power play. Eight I, I, for 64. Eight for 64. That's like 12%. And, 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 and that's where that's my problem with. You know, AV right now, he's married to Michael Terrian. Jamie, ha- hey, no, I'm the big guy here. How frustrated were you the other night during the five-minute uninterrupted power play and they didn't score a goal? I mean, it's unacceptable. Did- I, I, <laughs> my I tweet, you know, I tweeted out uh, a shocking that they didn't score, right? But, like, you know, like, it's unacceptable not to score, you know, with a five-minute power play. Yeah. 
uninterrupted. Absolutely unacceptable. I don't care how many chances <laughs> I had at the net. Yeah. I don't care how lights out Igor Shesterskin was playing. Yep. I could give a darn. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and part of the Flyers game that I've never liked, uh, even with AV when things were going good, is they are a perimeter hockey team. And I don't think you can oh, win yeah, hockey I if, umbrella. I just can't. in the perimeter. The umbrella. Yep. You know what? The Flyers just aren't fast enough to play the dump and chase system either. Nope. They're just not. They're not fast enough. They don't have the speed to play the dump and chase. And I don't think many teams do, except for the New York Islanders. Uh, Tampa does. Like, you know, well, okay. Tampa does. The elite teams. Yeah. The elite yeah. teams uh, do. And I, I and I hate to say it, but the Islanders haven't heated up yet. <laughs> no, no, no. Again during your podcast. No, no, no. And that's that's the that's the wild card in all this. Is the Islanders? You haven't seen the right real Islanders yet. They are just. Uh, there aren't many teams that that can play the dump and chase effectively. The Flyers just don't have the speed, and to me, they don't have the talent to play the dump and chase system. Um, they should abandon this system. They should start stop playing, uh, you know, this umbrella system for the power play and keeping, you know, the puck to the perimeter. Can't stand it. You got to play some greasy hockey in front. You got to play it in front, yeah, greasy I hockey. Mean, uh, and, and you know who scores a lot of greasy goals? Dino Ye. Yeah. So I think he'll help there. And, you know, I, I coach youth hockey, and uh, I coach 12-year-olds in peewees, 12U. And one of the biggest problems we have, or I have as a head coach, is my players have that because they watch hockey on TV, and they, everybody wants to go to the outside. Everybody wants to – nobody drives the net. And I'm like, why are you doing – good things happen when you go to the net. Penalties, yeah. rebounds, sh- uh, better scoring opportunities. Nothing productive happens out on the hash marks. Nothing but yet the Flyers are doing it every night. So it is very frustrating to see. Yeah. Yes. Uh, things need to change, Maddie B. Yes, they do. And Jamie, again, man, I could probably do this all night with you, man. We could probably go a team by flipping team. Uh, and, and you could give me your Stanley Cup predictions by game. But obviously we can't do that. We got, we got lives to live and. Uh, I want to thank you, Jamie. And listen, man, I'm out there watching you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading your stuff that you're posting, your tweets. Your, your, sometimes you make me laugh, man. Sometimes you make me cry. But uh, it is, it is, it is very informative. And um, for those of you who are out there on in Twitter land, definitely uh, you got to catch up with Jamie. Um, he is a. Uh, if you're in the Flyers hockey, or if you're wanting to get into Flyers hockey, then this is the man you need to read. At Jamie Bascal is where you can find him on Twitter. Uh, also, look for his stuff on flyersnittygritty.com. Jamie, is there anything else coming up that you want to put out there that you might be involved in here in the very near future or anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're just going to keep plugging. You know, just keep going to the Flyers games, going to Flyers practices, uh, you know, trying to provide the best content, going to Phantoms games, going to Royals games, trying to provide just excellent coverage, you know, for the fans, uh, you know, prospect coverage. Um you know, in terms of that, we're going to start ramping up some prospect interviews here. You know, you got Bryce Barzinski, uh, Elliot Tinoye, um, Tyson Forster, hopefully. Um, to nail him uh, sometime next week. Cam York, Jamie. I want to hear from Cam York. You know, uh, I want to hear from him. Where is he at? I know he's hurt. Unfortunately, he's out with COVID, so he's sort of off limits right now. But how close is he? Because I saw him play earlier in the season down. He played in Utica. 
I was watching them. Uh, he looked like the it, it, they were eating him up a little bit out there. He looked a little slow and undersized. Uh, he definitely needs more time. Yeah, uh, he definitely needs a whole season in the AHL, and if the season starts to go south, you can reassess where he's at back in you know like February sometime. But I think Samuel is a little more closer than you know Cam York is right now in terms of receiving the call. Up, if you want my personal opinion, uh-huh. it's okay. not a shot on Cam York. Uh, it's going to take time. He's going to be a good player, um, but why rush him? Yeah, well, Travis Sanheim. <laughs> That's why rush him. I, I can't stand. Yeah. Dude, Phil Myers pissed me off, and Travis Sanheim filled the void. I mean, I, I, instead of seeing number five, now I see number six. It, it, is, yeah. it is amazing. But you know what? I don't blame Travis because I think he's out of position. He's he's too high up on the depth chart. He should be a lower-end D, D-man uh, he's just not that guy. He's out of position, in my opinion. Uh, I, I really, I, I, and I don't know what Phil Myers has been up to. I haven't heard his name at all this season. I haven't even bothered to look him up. Um, so I don't know what he's doing in Nashville at all, uh, whatever. But I definitely think Travis Sanheim, who was, by the way, Ron Hextall's very first draft pick. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing a lot of confidence and faith in him as well. Yeah, I definitely understand, uh, you know, but uh, unfortunately, he eats minutes right now, and that's what the Flyers need. Yeah. They need defensemen that can eat minutes. Even though and, he's... Uh, he provides that, so. Right, so, last question, and I'll let you go, I promise. This is this is definitely my last question. Um, can the Flyers play any softer on defense in front of their own net? Is it possible to play softer than the Flyers do in front of their own net? No, I think they're already playing softer. <laughs> so, I mean, they can't get know, softer? Linen, uh can't do stuff himself. And uh, he hasn't done that consistently either, moving people in front, from front of the net either. Um, at times he does. It just hasn't been consistent. Nothing's really been consistent this year, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I love the addition of Risto. Uh, if I had to do that straight again, I'd do it. I think he's playing solid hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just look for him to be a little more consistent with moving players in front of that. Are we asking him to do too much? No, actually, I think we're asking him to do too little right now. Okay. Uh, you're looking at, uh, you know, Ivan Provorov playing with Nick Sealer, uh, you know, which is very weird. Uh, you know, Nick Sealer goes from a seventh defenseman, now he's a top pairing defenseman. Yeah. Um, he didn't, Sealer didn't succeed with Keith Yandel, so now let's pair him with Ivan Provorov. Uh, you know, it's just, it, there's just, no, I think Bristow should be at the top pairing with Provorov, you know, right now. I think Steelers should be with Sanheim, and I think Yandel should be with Braun. I think Yandel needs Braun. Okay, um, again, not not jumping up for joy here on this side, thinking, yeah, that's going to do it. That's the magic formula right there. Um, I don't know, but thankfully it is December, and it's hockey season, and we're playing. We're not involved in COVID games, so. Right, right, right. Good things. Still, there's still a long season. Ahead. Absolutely. There's 61 games left. Um, yeah, this, these first 21 games look bleak, and they are. And but there's still time to write this shit. And February is a get well month for this team. <laughs> this is just, it's like what three games that entire month. So That's a good benchmark. Yeah, you gotta get to February still in it. It'll be all right. Um, all right, Jamie. Listen, man. Thanks for coming back. Please don't be a stranger. Uh, hopefully, we talk about better things the next time you speak on, uh, you come on here. Um, I really want to appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. You take care, buddy. All right, Jamie. Take care. All right, that was Jamie Bascal. Uh, 
you know, providing the insight as, as I thought he would. Uh, it's not it's, it's it's not nuclear physics of what's wrong with the Flyers. It's not it's not a um, you know it's it it's not the secret of life. Uh, they're just a team right now that um, if you don't think they're tuned out to the coach's message and you don't know anything about hockey, okay, um, they're they are. Uh, whether or not you agree with it or you don't agree with it, whether or not you think AV is a good guy or a good coach, it, it doesn't matter because well, one, you're not on the team or I'm not on the team. It all, it only matters what the players on the ice are doing, and right now they're just not they're just not listening. Uh, they're not they're not in. Uh, you can see it in AV's eyes, his face. Uh, he wants to win just like anybody else does, but it's not working. And you know now it's kind of in a position right now with between Chuck Fletcher and the team uh, because you know AV is Chuck's guy, and uh, he's you know he's going to ride this thing as as long as he can. He's He's AV's biggest advocate. You know, he's the one going up there and talking to Dave Scott and saying, no, Dave, listen, man, this is what's wrong. It's injuries. We're getting through it. We just got to get over the hump. We just got to get here. We just got to do that. We just got to win this. We just got to score here. He's the one doing that. But as Jamie said, eventually, you know, they're not going to listen anymore because the Flyers are an impatient organization. (laughs) And we're an impatient fan base. And we want blood. We want results. So, Jamie's right, though, about another thing. It is only December. And I, I am very critical of the Flyers. I am. Uh, but because I want them to win. And right now, um, I don't think that they are in a position to win. I don't think they're a bad hockey team. I think they're a misappropriated hockey team. I think they got some really good players. They just don't know where they fit. And we don't have that elite duo, that power duo, that McDavid, Dreisaitl, thing going on here we got none of that and until they really get that you know talking about a stanley cup is irrelevant and i was wrong and i'll admit it right now my three-year stanley cup plan which is year three right now we're not going to be we're not i'm not going to hit that mark (laughs) so what a day what a day that's going to do it man that 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 is definitely going to do it for me today i uh wow you know, I want to thank Vince Quinn. I want to thank Jimmy Bascal for coming on, making this a great day. Great day of sports content. Great day talking Philly sports. Great day talking about the Eagles and the Flyers. I had a great time, and I got a reset because I got fired back up tomorrow. Tomorrow, Eagle Jet pregame show. Me and my main man, Kyle Quinn, we're going to break it down for you. We're going to bring it to you all here, right here on Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. Until we talk again, take care. Thank you.